Hi, Keith. Wake up. Um, what? what? Wait, wait, oh. Wake up. It's time for Godfather. <sighs> Another ex- exciting episode. Here we I'm go. I'm so oh. super excited. I know I say super a lot, <laughs> but... This is this is my jam. This yeah, is this, this is, is what I find very interesting. Fascinating world of sleep, listeners. We um, are going to stay awake to find out about how we can go to sleep. So snuggle up and uh, get ready for a, a deep dive into the world, mysterious world of sleep. Yes, yes. So part of our mind and thinking series. Yes. It is this season. We seem to have gone back to Hidden Brain is our podcast. We've gone to that a few times. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of great information. If you are not a listener of Hidden Brain, we'd highly recommend it. We are a podcast where we listen to one of 750,000 <laughs> and try to just add a little value to your life. Uh, if you want to dive deeper into that episode, you certainly may. But we're the cliff notes of that episode. We're the, hey, maybe you should take away this little tidbit um, and and enjoy is really what we try to do here. That's right. We're just all about finding some good godfather out in the world and bringing it to your your ears. So we welcome you again this evening. We are in the St. Anthony studio, and as we said, our topic is sleep. But before we get into that fodder, let's uh, put you in the hot seat, Mr. Long. This is from BuzzFeed, and it is, tell us how you sleep, and we will tell you how you are awake. Okay. Okay? 13 questions. Ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. What size is your bed? Is it a twin single, a full, a queen, a king, or I sleep on something other than a bed? It is a queen. Okay. Queen. What what position do you usually sleep in? On your back, side, stomach, or some weird contorted position? Uh, I think I'm a side sleeper. Side sleeper. Do you usually sleep alone in your bed? Yes, mostly, but not always. I try not to. No, but I wish I did because I get better sleep alone. No, I have a regular partner. No, I have a regular partner. Okay. How much sleep do you usually get on a normal night? Less than four hours, five or six hours, seven or eight hours, nine or more hours on a typical night? Uh, probably seven or eight hours. Okay. Excellent. You're hitting what, what's highly recommended. I have to count it out, ten. Yeah. I'm about... Seven and a half. Yeah. About, uh... Okay. That's good. We'll talk about that. What is the perfect number of pillows for you? One, two, four. They skipped three for some reason, which would have been my answer. As many as possible or zero? Two. Two. Do you usually sleep in the nude? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to have an explicit episode? No. <laughs> yes, no. pretty much exclusively. Never, occasionally, only if it's too hot. Nope, I did not Is that sleep. a never? I did not sleep in the nude. Okay. Do you usually set an alarm before going to sleep? Most of the time, yes. Always, my life would fall apart otherwise. I'm a morning person and naturally wake up early, or I rise with the sun. I don't set an alarm. Okay. Um... Well, so, uh, I, well do, do you usually set an alarm? Um, you don't, so... I guess I... I'm a, I'm a morning person and actually wake up early, or I rise I, with the sun? I it's naturally been, wake up early. Okay. Sounds good. Almost done. This is my favorite. Do you have a duvet? Yes? No? A what? 
I think <laughs> I think we do have a duvet. So now. so is that a yes or a, a what? <laughs> uh, it's a yes. We used to have a comforter, okay. and then we, yeah, we yeah. replaced it with this duvet. And actually, funny thing uh, just happened. I we had been putting you put the comforter in the duvet. Okay. Um, and then I, I assumed that it was still in, in the duvet, but we had taken it out and I don't remember taking it out. So like I had been, it had, it would slip in, I don't know if you ever had a duvet, yeah, but it, it like kind of slips in there. So like in the middle of the night I'd get cold. And so I'd pull the duvet mm. up thinking I'm pulling the comforter, the comforter. Up, but the other day Rebecca's like, yeah, we took that out. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I've been wondering why, why you do that. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, all right. A couple but more. Before we got it, I had no idea what it was. All right. Yeah. Was. Like, that's my favorite is yeah. a what? Yeah. Uh, do you use a top sheet? Yes. I think so. Not usually. No, I have hard opinions about this. Yes. We have a top sheet. Do you keep your phone and or computer near, your, near you while you sleep? Always. Yes, and they're usually in the bed with me. Depends on whether I was using it before I fell asleep. No, that's usually in another room. Or no, I have hard opinions about this. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of in between B and C. I, I know I'm not supposed to have it in the bedroom. Yep. And there have been occasions where I do leave it out in another room to charge. But I'd say my uh, sleeping partner would say that I would... I'm probably more in the second answer. Uh, yes, it's usually in the bed with me, or depends on whether I. Depends on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Couple more. Do you usually fall asleep while listening to something? No. Yeah, usually to the radio. Just no, straight up no. Well, is there is there a response for that? Uh, yeah, usually the TV radio podcast. Uh, yes, I have white noise machine. No, or I can't sleep unless there's total silence. So those kind of last couple options. Um, which yeah. is interesting that they even classify. So it's no, or I can't sleep unless there's a total silence. I'm more of a no, more of a no. Yeah. Has that been your whole life? Just a um, related I, I'm, sidebar. I'm kinda, second. I'm kind of, uh, surprised that they don't have, um, the, like the white noise option. Um, I don't typically, I, I, when I was younger, I needed white noise. And I so I had a fan constantly. Well, they have it as a as a machine. I used to go to sleep with like my radio clock clock radio was had that sleep option where Uh it would count down and then go off, and I did that all the time. Yeah. And now there's no way. Yeah. Now I sleep with earplugs. Okay. Which it it, they don't block out everything. No. But they they block out enough where it gives me kind of that same thing that a fan would do. Okay. It gives me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, well, would you call? I mean, yeah. I can change it. Yes, I have a white noise machine. It's not really a machine, but do you? Uh, I, I mean, I, I probably should be that because um, I'm a very light sleeper, and that's part of the reason why I have the the earplugs. Okay. So yeah, you probably All right. should change it to that. Okay. A couple more. Do you do you make your bed after you wake up? Always, usually, especially if someone is likely to see it later, or virtually never. The middle one. Yes. Okay. And finally, do you remember your dreams? Yes, almost always. Sometimes, usually the weird ones. Rarely, but on occasion, and or almost never. Yes. Okay. All right. So again, this is um, tell us how you sleep, and we'll tell you what you are like when you're awake. Is this you? 
you are a competitive perfectionist. <laughs> you tend to have a very little all or nothing view of the world and interpret everything in your life as either winning or losing. You find it hard to accept your successes because you always feel there's some greater success you have yet to achieve. That's kind of true. Kind of? <laughs> really? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist. No. But I am. I do like competitive, to challenge. Competitive, yeah. I'm competitive. Okay. I like to challenge myself. I do feel Apparently like there's always either winning, maybe. something else. See, I, I, my friends, I, I think people who know me, you know, kind of my, my shadow side tends to be all or nothing. So, um, although I, I think I, I'm much better at accepting kind of the uncertainty and um, you know, the middles of, of life, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a passionate guy and I, yeah. I, I kind of go, I kind of go all in. So <laughs> interesting. See mine. So this is mine. Does this sound like me? Uh, ambitious, but insecure. You have big dreams and work hard. True. But you're filled with doubts. Mm. Well, <laughs> when you, achieve, <laughs> when you achieve, achieve things and get what you work hard for, you often feel like an imposter and worry mm. when people figure out and worry when people will figure out you don't usually be- don't really belong. No, I don't think. I don't know about that part. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like I'm insecure. No. Maybe the first I mean, part. But, <laughs> you know the doubts. I mean, don't sure. we all have all of that? I mean, but I, no, I don't. I, I think it's more wrong than right for you. Yeah. So that's again, that's a BuzzFeed. Uh, if you'd like to. Yeah, those to, are pretty good. They, they they've usually, got some good ones. They usually do a, a pretty decent job of defining who who you are. Oh yes, do you do you yeah. feel it? Yeah. The the good old days. Good old days. Mr. Long, episode five of this season. It's been that long <laughs> since we've done some good old days. Well, we're so coming full circle. We're coming full circle. We're we're nearing the, the end year. of the year, and I thought, you know, a couple things have happened to me this last uh week or so, and I thought, hey, let's let's bring back some good old days. What but before I go, anything from your your youth and nostalgia, um, what are you thinking it's of? It's not like youth, youth, but um, you know the, the the TV show Friends. Yep, uh, came out. Um, you know, kind of high school, uh, and and finished my first year of college. Anyway, um, we recently finished this the series. Uh, my I don't think uh, my wife had ever seen all of them. The the last like the final season. The final season. So we just finished that the other night. Okay. Uh, finished and um, and I didn't remember. Uh, I I kind of remembered how it ended, but I I, I didn't. And so um, I'm I'm assuming most people have have seen yeah. it. So I'm, I'm if not just... hit, I'll skip ahead a few <laughs> seconds. <laughs> but I, I'm just I'm more perturbed now that Ross and Rachel end up together. Huh. And um, I'm just it's just it was really kind of just annoying how kind of hypocritical they they are in so i mean she, she goes through this whole rachel goes through this whole she gets this job in paris yeah she really really wants it she's super like i i want this this is this is, this is me i i'm gonna do this yep. i want to take this big risk and i want to do this and then you know of course her friends are devastated but you know, move um, on. Ultimately, and... like Ross and and her sit down, and Ross, you know, had been working really hard to keep her there by going to her former boss and trying to get her job back. But then Rachel wins him over with like, 
this is what I really want. Yep, and he's going to support her. And he's going to support her. Yep. And I'm just like, that's a great friend, huh. you know? Yeah. Like putting your selfish needs on hold. Well, then the whole episode flips by the end um, when Rachel's saying goodbye to everybody and she doesn't say goodbye to Ross. And Ross calls her on it and gets all upset in a typical, funny, hilarious yeah. Ross way. Right, right. And then Rachel, you know, is just like, no, you mean you know, mean everything to me. How could I possibly say goodbye to you? Blah, blah, blah. Then they end up making out, you know, and then they end up sleeping together. And then um, Rachel is still kind of like dead set on Paris. She's ready to go. But Ross, suddenly all these feelings come back and he wants her and he wants to be with her forever. And he tells her. And yeah, Moody Ross, don't yeah, like Moody that. Ross don't comes like back, Ross and he's long. like, "No, I want you, and don't leave." And she still gets on the plane and leaves. And so you're thinking, "Yes, you know, you're thinking, you're thinking, good, good for way you." Way to not do you know? that, yeah. Like, way to not give in. She gives in, uh. <laughs> and then they wrap it all up in this nice package where she comes back. Now, my, my thing is that is that she's gonna wake up the next day and be like. What have I done? Mm. Because they're and they're gonna end up, you know, being what they. Ah, I don't know. I know this is really reading yep. into Ke- it, but Keith but I Brandt. Just, but I'm just like, <laughs> how great would it have been? I mean, because you already got Monica and Chandler, yeah. you know, being more than friends. But I mean, like, I just think Ross supporting Rachel, being there for her as a friend. Relationship doesn't come back. Yeah. Now this is prior to though she she's not pregnant and they're having like this no, is still before, already, they, they they have they had, had their kid yeah, their is kid the, this, is this is the last, last episode. episode okay the last huh. one I, so anyway I just I, I it, to, I'm, I'm to, sure that there was lots of debate at the time right, in maybe the good too old days. easy to try to be able to um, people would be more upset if they well, hadn't been together you know, it's like it's like that was the thing Ross and Rachel Ross yeah. and Rachel and I don't even think Monica and Chandler because Monica and Chandler just caught everybody by surprise right. when that which happened. was had so many funny oh gosh. bits and episodes yes. themselves and you're kind of yeah. like yeah that that makes sense but like it's like have you ever seen the the breakup with Jennifer Aniston yeah, I think um, so. You know, it's been and a while. like they end I I love that movie in the sense that it ends and they're still apart. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this it's like they they really shouldn't be together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they they did and then it didn't work and then they did again and it it is we you know and it's like uh, yeah. so anyway, what's your good old day? <laughs> <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, mine has no ranting. In fact, it's just a couple uh, shout-outs, more or less, because uh, Sesame Street is 50 years old. And being a Twitter follower, do you recognize uh, John John? Do you recognize uh, us? Because it was, I mean, way before my time, but Sesame Street would repeat, and this is a young African-American boy who is counting Mm -hmm. with Harry, and then he was super cute, Mm -hmm. and he was on with a lot of different uh, Muppets, and this was going around um, on on Twitter, and I I had to dig it out, I don't know, and he's pausing here, he goes, what's after 15? Oh, God, that's it. 
He's just going through counting or whatever, uh-huh. and he uh-huh. reaches this point. Oh, but Sesame Street, a lot of great humor for adults. So just having gone through it mm-hmm. as a child, it's been mm-hmm. around long enough where I was able to watch it with my kids. So just a shout out that Sesame Street is 50 years old. Very related to that. The other one that I wanted to mention, because I saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, is Mr. Rogers. So Mr. Rogers has passed away, but... His life has been brought up in a documentary a couple of years ago. That's probably a couple of years yes, old now at this point, yeah, or maybe yeah. one. Um, and now Tom Hanks, it was just released about a week or so ago. Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. And it's not so much about him as it is about uh, this journalist who is huh. going through some challenges in his life i won't reveal you can look it all up i this just encourage you to go to this is, it just came out oh. yeah getting some uh, oscar buzz because tom hanks is is tom awesome hanks. He, he's at my he's at my dinner table he's so right good. Yeah. so so good and so it is he's playing fred rogers but it is this relationship and great things that fred huh. did to help out this other guy yeah i still need to see that documentary yeah i, I encourage was, that too I, awesome. I can't remember the name of that one it's um won't you be my neighbor won't you be my neighbor versus this is a beautiful day in the neighborhood with those songs yeah. that he sung yeah. yeah no that that was a that was one of my favorite shows mm. um yeah the the um King Friday and the yes make believe um, land make, make believe land and, and um, yeah Daniel just, and just so many and, and Fred did all those all mm-hmm. those characters all those voices just a, was, an amazing guy he was brilliant yeah so go see beautiful day in the neighborhood I'd I'd recommend it over um, the holiday season it's a good good use of your time so to speak. So we're going to get into some pod fodder here. Again, it is an episode of Hidden Brain, and it's specifically a couple episodes called Eyes Wide Shut. No. No. Eyes Wide <laughs> no. Open. <laughs> I typed it in here, no, Ryan. We changed Freudian slip. It is not the Tom Cruise, uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, it's so awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be a different episode. Sleeping nude fest. Um, it is eyes wide open. Open. Thank you. This is eyes wide open part one. There is a part two, and this is specifically about an individual who uh, did a little stunt. Um, yeah. What were you thinking about that, Keith? A, oh man, I mean the whole Guinness Book of World Records is just kind of a. Uh, I, I don't know what to think of it. Like, I, I'm honestly, I think as a kid, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. But now there's so many of these ones where you're like, but why? Why would you grow your nails out oh, to 29 I, feet? I know. And, you know, why would you do those kinds of things? Mm-hmm. And who's who's around to then actually acknowledge the fact that you've done it? So I don't know. I, I so this guy he um It is the the shaping of this episode. Though, right. The right? world record of sleepless days or hours. Yep. He goes two hours sixty four hours, which is eleven days. Yep. And now the Guinness Book of World Records, because of what they have uh discovered on the importance of sleep, they have outlawed yeah, you can't, the you, sleep you deprivation can't to, record. You can't break this, it no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I won't be able to get it right, but they say, just to give you an idea of how much, how precious sleep is, uh, so they've outlawed sleep deprivation record, but 
in the world records is still this yes. one where this guy goes into the stratosphere. He, he ascends to Earth's atmosphere, <laughs> yes. And he free falls. He free falls from basically outer space. Correct. Breaking the sound barrier. <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. And, uh, and A thousand kilometers per hour. <laughs> yes. Okay to try that one. You can try that one, but you can't. Yep, you can't try to uh, beat the oh, 264 gosh. hours. It's, it's insane. It's insane. I know. Um, and it's insane what is allowed, and then it's even more insane when you realize that that's allowed, but sleep deprivation isn't. Yeah. And how that should make every single person listening to this perk up, because that is just how important sleep is. So that was the framework. He was 17 years old. This is in the 60s. Um, his name is Randy Gardner, and he was he had he had seen this uh, radio DJ just different stunts to get people to listen, and he had seen this radio DJ um, try a similar deal, and he thought, uh, or he had been really good at um, science fairs, and so he had moved to San Diego. I don't know if, why that would have been significant, but. He mentions that he was there and needing it to be in a bigger city, something that had a little more bang. Saw this DJ do this, and he thought, hey, you know what? That'll be my science fair project. So he got a couple buddies because he had to have someone monitor him. Mm -hmm. They had to sleep and then be awake to help keep him awake. And he said, you know what? I'm going to go it and try and get 264. 11 days. Oh. 11 days without being able to have any sleep. And he just starts to he starts to feel nauseous he figures out and i'm not going to try this but just a little trivia is that he said that you could have some citrus and have mm. that help with um that sensation um but he starts to get irritable he starts to lose his memory it just goes on and on and on yeah. and eventually um he does break it crazy he talks about him we'll get there but he's many many years later he's 61 years old actually when they're interviewing me 71 years old and he says there's no way that i could do it only being that young i i could have yeah. gone through such a it's almost it's almost trauma it is yeah he he uh he ends up um going a decade with getting about 15 minutes of sleep a night. Yes, from 61 to 71 <sighs> years old. He's like, I can't do it. I, he has insomnia, and he just, just loses it. Insane insomnia, like, and the most isolating, helpless feeling uh, in the world. And and he, he blames his stunt. From, well, when you know, after he was done, he did go home. They took him, um, and they monitored him. So that was mm -hmm. good, at least. But we didn't know much about it at that time. And so they were monitoring him, and he only slept for about uh, 14 hours afterward. Um, and it's not. We've learned so much that you can't just go and make that up. Right. It's the, the analogy that I really liked was about breathing. You, yeah. you, you need to breathe. You can't stop. Right. You, you need to sleep more than even eat. And, and Randy Gardner talks about, I've got to sleep along with the eat and drink. Yeah. And, you know, that breathing part is just something that I got to do. I can't go, well, I'll just stop breathing right now and I'll make up more of it tomorrow. And that, that I think was a big myth that everyone, at least I, I thought during college years is, oh, um, if I pull an all-nighter, I'll just sleep all day the next right. day and I'll make it up. But no. they're saying that it's, it's not a credit system. Uh, you can't just make it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then it is like breathing where you can't just skip a day of breathing and then make it up no. the next day. Like and I, it's, when and they I, mentioned this, they talk about the data being that 
during daylight saving. So we've yeah. we've oh, got yeah. the fall, and then you've got the spring, and they talk about um, in the fall, and we're talking about heart attacks in particular. Mm-hmm. It goes down twenty one percent, and in the spring you lose that hour, it goes up twenty four percent. Yeah. So just that one hour, your body, everybody's body is all off whack because they they they've lost that hour. Yeah, that's that was twenty four percent. That's pretty significant. That's a quarter of the population yes. has more heart attacks during daylight saving spring. Oh, and you're so right. No credit system. You you can't. Your brain does not allow you to be able to do that. So the question the question is is how how messed up did Randy uh, become because of that those eleven hour eleven days that he he wasn't giving his brain a chance to reboot. Well, and, and interesting about how, how I, it would be interesting to me that to have gone back and all right. So within his twenties and thirties, kind of more of his, his adult life, you know, what was going on during that time? Cause now 61, now it starts to hit him. Yeah. And he, he talks about the trigger of some sleeplessness, um, something with a cat or whatever, uh, like kind a death, of a, death of a cat, yeah, or cancer in a cat or something, like something that, that just like, got his brain locked in on yeah, it for some reason. He had all this regret and, about it, and, and he couldn't insomnia. So insomnia defined as you are sleeping, you're just not sleeping well. You're yeah. like he said, fifteen minutes or um, restless or whatever it is versus sleep deprivation, uh, and. This insomnia is you're getting the sleep, the, the deprivation you're going without that. So mm-hmm. he's getting some, but he is completely losing it. And he's mm-hmm. going out and he talks about going on out onto his porch uh, <laughs> late or deck late at night and just screaming his head off because he is so tired. Have you ever been, have you ever struggled with an insomnia type thing? I mean, it, I've, I had it once. I'll never forget it. I was, it was, I was in Israel uh, we had just flown. I'd flown to Israel. I hadn't been overseas before, and so I hadn't really gone through that whole, you know, where you, all your hours are screwed up. And I remember, I remember being in, in the room with my roommate, guy I'd never met before, and um, and I I just could not sleep because he like snored like a chainsaw, mm. and he was just right next to me, and so like the first night didn't sleep a wink. Second night, I'm just, I am so exhausted, Greg. (laughs) I am just so exhausted, but I I cannot sleep because this guy is just, I mean, just loud. You didn't try to push him or hit him? I told him, you know, like, and it was just like, there's no, and it was just this helpless feeling. And I just remember just being like, just so emotionally bereft, <laughs> yes. you know, and like pleading I'm laughing because I, I know, you know, and I'm like, God, please put me out yes. like, of my misery. I'm so tired. And uh, and you you think that so you're again these comparisons that you try to make it logical, right? You're hungry, yeah. Oh, so eat, yeah, yeah, right. Um, you, the, the, the thought is I'm tired. Well, then my body will fall asleep. Right. And that's exactly, that's no worse <laughs> than a water torture or anything else is yeah. keeping that person awake. Yeah. And as you said is, I just, I just want to close my eyes and Jeez. try to, I, I've gotten to a point where I am in front of the television, especially the end of the week and I'm falling asleep and I'm feeling so good in that, that couch. Yeah. And I go upstairs, I'm in my bed where I normally sleep. 
nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm wide awake. <laughs> like, what is the uh, problem? I was I, I was asleep ten yeah, minutes ago. Uh, like, hard sleep, yeah, Keith. I'm not yeah. like just lying oh, yeah, there and like yeah. doing the head bobs. Yeah. I am sleeping. Yeah. And then like, all right, I, I gotta go to bed. I can't do it anymore. So I stumble upstairs, brush my teeth, and I get into bed. And like, hmm, it's not working. That See, I yeah. I cannot I cannot well, my, my understand pro- my problem, that. which I you know I'm trying to figure out is is this uh, falling asleep, but then waking up and not being able to fall back. Asleep. Mm. Your mind gets rolling. Mind gets rolling, yep. and I just cannot shut it down, and I just I'm just awake, um, or I fall asleep and. Again, something subtle wakes me up, and then we're off to the races. Yeah, <laughs> just you know. So one, this does not work for me, but I've been immersed in just different articles and podcasts and things about it. And one suggestion is that you keep uh, a notebook by your bed and not a bright light, not right. a, no, a not, blue a, light. not like yeah, yeah waking yeah. you up light, yeah. but a softer light um, that you can you get you write it down. Get it out of your brain yeah, to get because yeah. your brain keeps repeating it. Your brain is going through true, these exactly, different yeah. stages, all right, and it goes through them four or five times during the night, ninety minutes, and it's going through your REM and and whatnot, and you you get caught. You get it's it's like it's locked in yeah. there. And so this a suggestion, and I'm not sure I could do it. Haven't really tried to do it, however, but is to have a notebook and write it down. And then roll over and I used to keep start a again. dream journal, and I would do that. And okay, I'd write, write it down immediately. But I think I might. Yeah, I mean, it's know. related to that because you're yeah. not going to remember typically, right? Like, oh, yeah. what was that weird yeah. dream I had? Yeah. 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 So it's but... exactly that. Is it you're you're trying to get it out of your head? So related to that, super interesting as well. And I, again, I know I say that a lot, but in this case, I truly mean it because it was talking about. Um, making the connections into your long-term memory. And it was specifically related to soldiers. So they're so tired. Again, this Mm. is somewhat generalization, stereotypical, but they've gone through something and they're exhausted. They've been up longer than they should have been, usually highly stressful. And then they go back, uh, get to wherever they need to, and they fall asleep. That's the wrong thing to do. The Mm. research is saying they should try to stay up longer six hours even eight hours longer almost a whole day because when they go to sleep it's solidifying in their brain and it's then making those connections because that is what your brain is doing cementing the memories yes Mm -hmm. it is it is washing itself it's deciding which memories i should hold on to and which ones i should get rid of and it's saying which makes perfect sense the research shows so i'm going to go to sleep and my brain is going to solidify that and i'm going to repeat repeat it's gonna lock and repeat it, in it is it hit isn't the that crazy on all your trauma yes i'm oh. like oh that is fascinating yeah um i don't yeah, not is, sure what you can yeah. do about that when yeah. you're super physically exhausted and you need to fall asleep and say hey stay awake but did you um speaking of kind of what's happening so that that's usually they say in the non-rem so rem you're dreaming non-rem you're cementing memories yep. and you know so um, yeah locking you're, things in yep um, my mom, so shout out to my mom, who was a avid godfather, fatherhead. Um, she, when we've talked about sleep before, she said that she read something about, and you, you said that you, you, uh, remember that too, where it's like a washing of the, mm-hmm. the neural pathways. Correct. Is kind of like place. a housekeeping, a cleaning when you're in those late, la- later stages, that second, yeah. that second rem, the non rem. So it's. 
it's cleansing. It's where you're actually creating the growth hormone and doing mm-hmm. these pieces. I mean, research has shown you you do lose weight. You get into this physical. Your yeah. whole body is going through this whole this cycle starting in your brain. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? It is. Yeah, so fascinating. Um, and and love movies about things like that. Mm-hmm. Then as they explore some of the different uh, aspects of what's going on in your head. Yeah. Well, but, what was the thing about um, how your brain shuts off the the neuroadrenaline or noradrenaline, the stress chemical? Yeah. Um, what was that part? Because um, they're talking about when you're dreaming, your emotional systems light up. But when you're not dreaming, um, this shutting off of the stress chemical allows you to... Something about processing in a safe place. Yeah, um, and that is, and that's in the non-REM, and that's where it doesn't, um, your brain is active, but it's looking like it's not in a different way if you're yeah. studying like the yeah. um, EEG. Is that I just thought it was fascinating over the whole episode how the uh, anyone who was uh, the scientists that were interviewed they're like we don't we still don't really know why we sleep yeah like it's still yes. one of the greatest mysteries of you know evolution is how this thing survived mm-hmm. and how um, i you know the one thing that stood out to me was um that i wrote down right away was um sleep is either you know remarkably beneficial for for the human species or it's the greatest mistake mm-hmm. in you know evolution um, that that we still have to get eight hours of right. sleep, but because I, it's idiotic. I, it that, is, you know, you're but... not mating, you're not eating, you're not, you know, like mm-hmm. you're completely vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and yet it survives because it's it's that important. It is, but I think we're leaning towards the piece about how amazing it is. We're learning more and more because if you if you don't have it, things just. Uh, you just start to you you yeah. lose control. Yeah. You your yeah. um your ability to get things done in in a way that has some quality it just doesn't happen. And so my it I I do need to regenerate, if you will. Too uh-huh. many science fiction shows, but it's like you just gotta go through that, right. just like that eating. I mean, yeah. that's the thing that you need to maybe think more of. And they talk about how personal it is. That's the other thing that I took away was you know I can drink caffeine, for example, at night. That that mm. doesn't affect me, and I know some people that it really does. Or um, Rodney Gardner was mocking the well. I should read a book; it'll calm me down. And it isn't so much calming you down because it is your brain being active. But it is the suggestion of reading came from if you are so worried about falling asleep that you're lying there going, "I should fall asleep. Yeah. I need to count sheep." Yeah. Like, yeah. don't do right. that. That yeah. actually does yeah. the opposite. Yeah. But try to relax. Try to breathe. Correct. Yeah. And so therefore your body is shutting down. It should be cool. No blue lights. It should be completely dark. Um, so get that fan on. Put your mm-hmm. – I know especially with winter coming on, depending upon where you're listening to this, but especially in Minnesota, we keep our house pretty darn dar- dar- doggone cold, <laughs> freezing. Yeah. And so yep. you put that extra blanket. And so those little tips, even taking a, a shower or a bath because your body temperature, you raise it up and then you're going to slowly lower that mm. down like – uh, I'm like that is that's yeah. really good yeah. advice. So those are so some specifics. Saying, so, so you should take a shower before bed. Uh, like yes, like get your body temperature. So then it will it will rise up, and then it is slowly gonna lower itself down, especially with the cool room, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you'll get yourself yeah. into that um, uh-huh. kind of what is that like it's homeostasis state? I I took a shower before bed a couple nights ago, and I slept like a baby. Mm. 
Yeah. So maybe I need to. Maybe Some, I know quite a few people. That's yeah. the, it's the nighttime ritual, it's, mm-hmm. and that's what they say. Yeah. And yeah. the shower is part of that. Huh. Yeah. So I'm not uh, a big bath guy sitting in in the tub, but it is that just getting yeah. your body to. Right. I mean, I've tried the off. melatonin, and I've tried. Yeah. They again. Know, they don't. Ma- they don't recommend any of those like sleeping things in the yeah. water because it's it's your body needs to do this on yeah. its own, yep. and you are now adding into yeah. that. Right. You need that chemical, but you're adding it to your body. It's not naturally making it. So again, yeah. back to making it very personal. Yeah, I don't know. I I just wish I had. I wish I had a friend who was like a sleep scientist. Yeah. So that they could do like a free like I could get a wouldn't free study be, or wouldn't something. Would that be interesting? <laughs> exactly. Because I and I know it is the key to productivity. It's mm-hmm. the key to learning. Like you're you're better off getting a full night's sleep than studying all night. Um, you know, yep. and, and locking in. You know things. I mean, I, it's like I know all that, and it's just it's so frustrating when I just I just lay there. And it probably is going to happen as you establish that rhythm, because the final thing that they were talking about is it's sort of a, at least, f- and this isn't just for America, because um, I know it is turning into a worldwide thing. But this badge of honor uh-huh. uh, on oh, yeah. if you don't sleep, like you only need four or five hours, and maybe a rare individual, but your body isn't getting into those cycles to be able to do that. You, that's why they go to the seven right. or eight hours amount or well, they, kids, you're not ripping yeah. on the kid for taking a, exactly. a nap. Like, Hey, exactly. wake up. You'll yeah. be stronger yeah. if you're awake the lo- the longer amount of time. And that's just not accurate. Well, and they, you know, yeah. And uh, the, the whole light pollution and the, there there's where there's more light pollution, there, there's more instances of prostate cancer yeah. and, and how, you know, yeah, it could be could be all tied together, or it could just be a big coincidence. Who knows? But um, I I I I love my sleep. Yep, I do too. <laughs> Get your sleep. So listen to Hidden Brain or Eyes Wide Open. open. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes Wide Open, and it is a this was a part one. There yes. is a part two that goes yeah. into some of that research a and, little uh, bit and deeper. And there's a book which I'm going to look at, look into. Uh, Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep. Uh, he was one of the. Uh, um, people interviewed on the episodes all right so thank you for spending some time with us uh please subscribe if you haven't done so tell a friend you can uh send us a tweet at hashtag godfather podcast or hashtag fodder time fodder heads always a good one uh you can follow me at gregory heineke on twitter or keith at good godfather he has a blog that you can check out as well and we're gonna leave you with the sidewinder sleeps tonight (laughs) Little R.E.M. <laughs> <laughs>